Hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson here with you for another episode of The Timmy Gibson Show and another great conversation with Steve Janke. Steve Janke is a really good dude. I'm going to let you tell, I'm going to let him tell you more about himself throughout this uh, episode. But we talk mostly about dating in the year 2020. And uh, there's definitely some insights that Steve puts forth and uh, attitude, perspective uh, that I think would be helpful helpful for anyone who is single and in the dating world. So without further ado, let's turn our attention to my conversation with Steve Janke. Steve Janke. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, can you hear me okay? That's the started standard quote. Yes, I can hear you good. Except all of a sudden, now, now there you are. I say there for a second, I couldn't. <laughs> you there? Can you hear me? You there? Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, it's a brave gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Start every call well, computer conference by dropping on 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Uh, real quick, uh, can you give us a little bit of a, a background about just a little bit about your story, kind of, you know, like where you graduated high school, where you went, or if you did go to college, and what you do for a living, and then we're going to start talking about some shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, graduated Shawnee Mission East. I've lived in Kansas City area my whole life, and then I went to college, hell about everywhere. I went to Longview Community College, Johnson County Community College, done classes at KU Emporia State and College of the Canyons out in Santa Clarita, California. I'm kind of a lifelong lifelong college student. Nice. Uh, yeah, now I work. Uh, I build fire training towers with the family business, and you know we uh, build stuff that they catch on fire and blow up and reset it and do it again. It's a lot of fun getting some mad scientist stuff and. Uh, Oh, boy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we get to build up crazy shops and build crazy stuff and do whatever, really. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about a few things here. Um, one, what's your prediction about the election? How do you think it's going to go? And if Trump wins, what do you think will happen? If Biden wins, what do you think will happen? Oh, I'll tell you what, I quit following the polls. Honestly, I'm I'm a big fan of we need a third party. And, you know, it seems like they always run two candidates that nobody wants to vote for. And then, uh, you know, honestly, I think if Trump wins, a lot of people are going to be mad. And if Biden wins, a lot of people are going to be mad. But I think they're going to settle down in the long run. I mean, in all honesty, American politics isn't nearly as exciting as some other countries when it comes to street protests and mass civil wars and stuff like that you know but you know every every election cycle it seems like everybody's gonna freak out and burn everything down you know yeah yeah so it's funny i i uh, i talked to someone today and uh or yesterday rather in my in actually the podcast yesterday's podcast and they were kind of of the mindset that they thought that there was going to be you know lots of rioting and looting following the election and, you know, I'm just not, you know, and I've been hearing people say civil war and, and even some, you know, world war three and, and I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm just, it's hard for me as an optimist to, to go that route. Um, I think I'm just, it's like, I'm just too optimistic to, to believe that. But at this stage in the game, nothing would fucking surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, and 
I've heard the same predictions, but you know, I got to believe most people are good and most people are like you and me, you know, we yeah. just want to live a good life and be happy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm with you. So I guess we'll, we'll see. Right. I mean, I, I, I think we'll see, but I, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel like people are going to be upset. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, whatever the fuck will, will line up. And, and people will share their frustrations there. And of course, you know, people that were whoever, whoever was the person they were against, obviously, if that person doesn't win, I mean, there's going to be threats of moving to Canada, the same shit, <laughs> you know, do year after year, which always just fucking cracks me up when they say that shit. It's like 10 years later. It's like, why the fuck didn't you move to Canada? Like you said, you, like you said, you were. Yeah, I mean Canada's beautiful. They should move there anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. Just fucking move there just regardless. Sheesh. I definitely want to live in another uh, in another country at least for 3 to 6 months. My b- before I kick the bucket, which my my goal is to live to 150 and uh and I'm actually not kidding. I I would like to spend some time in in Europe and and just different places. Uh, I will actually get to do that. So, uh, you you like to travel yourself? Where where are some of the places you've been? Oh man, I've been I've been to all fifty states. You know, I wrapped up with Hawaii last uh, December, and then you know we've done some international travel. It's not nearly as prolonged or extensive as when I was traveling domestically, but you know we've hit oh we've hit Dubai, we've hit South Korea, we've hit. Germany, we've hit uh, well Canada and Canada and Canada. They really like buildings up there, you know. And yeah. hoping to get more down around the Mediterranean, you know. Eventually, that's that's my plan. When the kids retire, I'm going to go. Well, no, when the kids leave and I retire, <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God I'm retiring before them. I've earned it. <laughs> yeah, no but, shit. Uh, no shit. Yeah, I, I hope I hope to bum around the Mediterranean some and visit the Greek ruins and Santorini and Crete and you know visit Tuscany again, see the Duomo and then down to Rome, you know. But uh, yeah, I love to travel. I think anybody who hasn't traveled has they're just not. It's hard. It's hard for me to picture myself as a complete person without all the traveling I did and meeting different people and seeing different places and how different people think and what they do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm, I'm with you it, traveling and, and seeing new places and, and experiencing new uh, cultures and, and such has really just given me a whole new perspective on, on the world. And, uh, and I, I just only want more of it for sure. I, I only want more of it. I, I feel most of my life was spent in the, have you seen that movie, the village? Yeah, I feel like most of my life was was lived in the village, and now that I'm out and about, I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of cool shit out in the world, <laughs> and I'd like to I'd like to experience as much of that as I possibly can, because um, I'm not really sure I, I believe in uh, uh, reincarnation. So mm-hmm. I, I'd like to I'd like to go ahead and get it all on my first pass <laughs> if if I could. <laughs> oh, for sure. And it really helps you get your right size in the world. You know, everything seems so big to us, but you travel and you realize there actually are 7.5 billion people out there and they're all doing their own thing, you know, and it really helps you put stuff into perspective. I learned. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. All right. So a couple, a couple things, enough about politics. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, politics boring. What, yeah. Fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> So let's let's talk about important stuff, right? Let's let's talk about women. Oh, I like that topic. <laughs> I was saying, let, let's talk about women. So you're you're single. Uh, you, you are you're divorced, and um, you've got two or three kids. Two kids. Four kids. Four kids. Wow. Sorry, <laughs> I I'm, I don't know how and why I would have missed that. Okay, four kids, and what are their ages? Oh, I got a daughter that's 16, a daughter that's 11, a son that just turned 10 today, and a son that's uh, six years old. Wow. So your quiver is full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. 
I love it. I've, I've wanted to have kids since I was a kid myself, man. This is couldn't have planned it better to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and, and I, you know, what I, I don't know, I haven't known you for a super long time, but known you long enough to know that, that they're lucky to have you. You're a good dad. You're a good person. And obviously hence the reason I'm even wanting to have you on the podcast. I don't typically have people on the podcast that I don't respect. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, or, or admire, uh, or, um, value their opinion and so that's why i wanted to talk to you specifically about the dating world because as as you know i'm i'm i say recently divorced i'm i'm single i'm out out in the world there and uh man you know my perspective when i was married is so different than than uh what it what it is now that i'm actually i'm in the trenches and experiencing it uh but you and i share a pretty common view which is you know, it, it is what you do. It is what you make it. Yep. I mean, I, I always tell people the secret to dating is lighten up and have fun. You yeah. know, I mean, if it ain't fun, why do you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So how, how what are some of the ways? And, and of course you're in Kansas city here where I am. Um, what are some of the things that you've uh, like tools you've used or things that you've done or ways that you've met people? Like do you, do you do online? Oh, I don't do online. I know you said I should, but I just can't get behind it. It feels like a meat market to me, you know, I mean, swiping yeah. right and left based off three lines of text and, uh, you know, seven stats and two pictures, you know, and, and I don't trust online, man. In the modern age with filters and all that stuff, you never know what you're walking into. Yeah. I don't know how some yeah. people expect you to find them in a coffee shop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll tell you what, okay, there, there, that's so true, and it goes both ways. I've known I've known a lot of women that have expressed their frustration with, you know, the guy that they saw in the deal. Apparently, that was their high school. Uh, high school picture from when they were on the football squad. Absolutely. And, they show and, up in Danny DeVito's there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, things are quite a bit different than, than what they portrayed online. And then personally, just me, and I, I, you and I have joked a lot about it. There's there's several things which we'll, we'll talk about and cover in, in this interview or in this conversation, but one of the things is it doesn't help all the filters and here's why i i was literally looking at some stuff today and, and i just saw every picture was heavily filtered and i thought to myself well here's the problem you're not going to look anything like these fucking pictures now here's the deal you're trying to make yourself look good or look appealing the problem is if that's not what you look like in person you're doing yourself a disservice. Oh, yeah, because then you go through the whole chatting and emotional entanglement, and then you show up and they see you in person and they go, they're like, nope, check, please. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I mean, one girl when I tried online, I was flat out like, if you don't have a cat nose and ears when we get to the coffee shop, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, isn't that true? I, 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 that's the same joke I've, I've told girls. So listen, if you don't have a bunch of floating hearts all around your uh, cheeks and butterflies flying above your head, uh, it, we're not going to work out, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and she laughed you know she thought it was funny but but the reality is i mean it's it's true it's if you want to present yourself as honest as possible so that when i meet you in person i'm like yes because if i say yes to your filtered pictures but that's not what you look like in person it, then it's a no in person so does that make sense oh absolutely no, so no, what's been know. the biggest challenge you've seen? What's in, in the dating world, since you don't do online, I can I'll share my frustrations <laughs> or you know what I see. But for you, what has been I think it's an awesome experience, and so do you, but I want to be a little critical here. What's been a, a big frustration that you've witnessed in the dating world? Well, I mean, right now a big extent is you know, the COVID stuff, you know. I I, I rely on, you know, I meet people doing charity work, I meet people fundraisers you know go to a benefit dinner or you know go in somewhere after dinner i mean 
Man, you and I were at the Green Lady last week, and there were what ten people there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody. Yeah, and so you know that 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 gives some challenges to online. But you know the thing is, you got to set yourself up. You know, I mean, like he had a singles mixer, what two weeks ago? Yeah, last you know? last week. Yeah, and I went ahead and went, and you know, I, I I met someone. We went out. We went out for dinner last week. You know, had a great time. You know, it's you know. You, you got you got to get out there, and that's just hard right now with COVID. You know, I mean, especially with me. You know, dating at work's not in the cards for me because you know I'm a boss guy and I work with six guys in the shop right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> six guys and T, but I don't think T's interested. But uh, <laughs> she's a sweetheart, but I don't, I don't think she's my cup of tea, or I'm her, or I'm hers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just meeting people right now. You know, I mean, if you meet people and you put yourself out there. You know, getting the dates easy, you know, I mean, people want to get to know people, single people want to get to know single people, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, you know, getting out there and then, you know, even before COVID, you know, you get out there and everybody's so guarded and they're so. Oh, God, I don't know how to express it. It's almost like you have to go through a pre-date interview. I think that's a side effect of the online where they're used to the chatting for, you know, three, four days before you say, Hey, you want to get a cup of coffee? You know, I mean, I'll just ask someone, Hey, you want to grab some nachos after, uh, you know, after doing some charity work and, you know, they want to agonize over it. And I'm like, listen, it's nachos and a couple of drinks. This ain't a commitment. <laughs> you know? Right. But I'm not proposing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, that's kind of made operating in person in the online world a little bit harder. For, you yeah. know, plus, you know, you ask them out, but they got, you know, four people on Facebook and two people on Hitch and two people on Bumble. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of a mess, but I'm not losing the faith. I'm going to stick old school. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I've, I've been doing both and it's funny. Um, it, it, it's wild. Like you do the online stuff, but then you, then you, like you said, then you end up meeting people, just, you know, at the grocery store or, or when you're out walking the dog or what, like just whatever you, you, where you're out and about, which like you said, the challenge is in the midst of this COVID scenario that, which I'm hope, hopeful will be over soon. I have a sneaky suspicion it could be over tomorrow, but <laughs> <laughs> or today, today, which is election day or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, um, I'm hopeful um, that we can get back to, to the social life because that, that is a big part of, of being human, you know, mm -hmm. is to, to be social and to be interacting with other humans and, and, and hanging out and, you know, rubbing, rubbing shoulders with other people. And, and that is how you meet people. I mean, I think online is okay. I mean, I, I'm not a big poo poo on it and I'm also not a big fan. I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, it's almost like a necessary evil. I feel like it's 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 great. It's great for now, you know. Um, but I would much rather do it more organically or yep. uh, more what I would just call old school. You know, meet someone out and about, or have someone introduce you to someone or whatnot. You know, like the singles gatherings we used to do, which I hope we'll get back there next year, but. We used to do gatherings, and we'd have 150 to 200 people uh, gathering. You know, all singles, all coming together to just have fun and meet and network. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you and I have talked about this part, and I think this will be good for the singles to hear because that's why I'm going to really kind of put this podcast out there to kind of help help the single community, which is all of us. But what have been some helpful um, perspectives or a, a helpful attitude? Uh, or something helpful expectation wise uh, for dating for you? Like what's made it enjoyable? Well, the big thing for me is like, if I'm going to go out on a first date or if I'm asking someone, you know, we, if we go work at the harvester's warehouse and I'm going to ask them for nachos or something like that, I, I don't put a lot of expectation on the other person. You know, I, I look at it as I'm going out to get to know another person. I'm going to get to hear their story and I'm going to get some good nachos, you know, right. I mean, that's one thing that like, 
my buddies that are out there dating, the women I'm talking to that are dating, you know, that they, they, they get these dates and they hang so much of their emotional capital in, in the, uh, date, you know, they're, they're over, they're over leveraging themselves in a single date. You know, I'm, I, I do a lot of financial, uh, metaphors because you know i like finance and investing and all that stuff and i'm a value investor and so you know if i'm gonna go out on a date i'm gonna invest invest in it emotionally i'm not gonna lie and be like oh i just go out and you know whatever but you know i i look at how much i'm investing in it before i go meet that person you know because yeah. if i come into it with a lot of expectations i'm stressing out over it and they're never going to meet those expectations because I'll change the expectations if they do, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And, you know, and it ends up with them not getting a fair chance and me not feeling like, you know, it went amazing or me stressing over, Oh crap. I was seven minutes late. You know, I, you know, I, the first step to dating in my mind is getting to know somebody, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so in my mind, like the first date or two, maybe three, I, you know, I move slow, maybe four, you know, should be about getting to know their story, getting to know how they are as a person, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I was 20 and I was dating, I'd meet people at school. I would known them for a semester. I'd meet people, you know, at some night job I had and I'd known them for a while, you know, but now, you know, we're all up in our thirties and forties and fifties and, you know, we're meeting people and, offhand and so you know you got to go up you got to ask for that date you know that's the big first thing i tell a lot of guys i'm like man if you don't ask you know you're just striking out left and right without even taking a swing you know yeah. but you know then you got to show up and you got to have a good attitude you got to be there to have fun because if you're not if you're stressed out you're not having fun they're gonna pick up on that you know yeah and yeah, it's definitely I've never a no said if you don't ask. She was no fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I've never said she was no fun. We're going out again next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I unless it's a clear no, I kind of have a, a a three a three date rule, meaning like you know we'll go to coffee. We may even do coffee again. We may do drinks. We what like I like to at least it, unless unless it's clearly like the first you know first coffee gathering. It's just like, oh, gosh, they are like overly whatever. Like if there's just something that's like, oh, God, yeah, there's no way. There's no way I would want to be around this person for the second time. Um, but I like to try to think that, hey, I'm going to give someone a give someone a chance, just like I would honestly want them to give me a chance if I was maybe off my game or had a bad day or didn't meet my sales quota or, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, was going on that day. And so maybe I wasn't on my A game and didn't quite, you know, I struck out, let's say, on the day. Oh, yeah. I would I would hope that they would be like, hey, we all have days. And so, you know, let's let's do something again and, and see how it goes. Uh, like I said, I, 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 I not lived that out at all perfectly. Um, sometimes you just get the sense that I don't even think this isn't even worth trying. Um, but man, I'll tell you what, it sure does get you excited when you, when you do meet someone that that's a potential with, you know, that has some potential and you're just like, Oh yeah, like this could be good. You know, oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's definitely an exciting, exciting part of, uh, of dating. And I'll tell you the thing that I liked about, you know, you and I've talked about this, of course, in our, in our coffee get togethers, attitude, man. It, it, it's how you go into it. If you're, if you have a piss poor attitude, you know, I always tell people like, if you're going into an interview and you you're going into it, like I probably won't get hired. They're not going to hire me. I'm probably not going to get it. Well, man, <laughs> I'm not, I'm thinking that's probably not the right attitude. <laughs> oh, that's it. 110%. You know, you hear people and they're gripe about all men and all women and all, you know, and they're either way smarter than me or they're way oversimplified. You know I mean? You, you got to go into it knowing this is a unique, different setup and you got to go into it knowing this is another person you're sitting to. And that's where like, I agree wholeheartedly with your give everyone a second chance unless it's blatantly obvious, you know, cause <laughs> I'm a goofball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've lived yeah. plenty of opportunities in my life. And, you know, I mean, I expect 
if I'm going to expect grace from other people, I should extend it to them as well. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I had a great conversation with a, a lady. Um, she's actually a, a widow. She had lost her husband. I don't know, seven years ago or something like that now, several years ago. But um, she told me a story that has, um, it's resonated with me, but it's also really challenged me. And it, and, and honestly, it's kind of altered my perspective of, you know, finding the, the one, you know, however you want to word it, finding your, your partner, your person, your soulmate, whatever the fuck. Um, and she said, that, you know, she was kind of seeing somebody that after she finally decided she was ready to date. And she really didn't like him, this guy that she was dating. She's like, she was, I didn't, she goes, there wasn't anything blatantly wrong with him. She goes, it's just, she just, there were certain things that she was like, eh, I don't know. But, but he was, uh, you know, they did fun stuff together. She enjoyed his company and, and this are her words, but you know, and the sex was good. And she was like, you know what? It, like, whatever. I'm, I'm busy. I'm working. She runs her own company. She's like, I'm busy. I'm, I've got my own company to run. And so, you know, I'll, this guy's nice enough to just bide the time until whatever. So she kind of was just haphazard about it. Well, a year later, she tells me she's in love with him and he loves her and it's getting serious. And I asked <laughs> her, I said, so I said, OK, what the fuck? I said, you know, because I've known her for a year. So I knew her when she first met him and I've kind of been on the journey with her this whole time. And she said, you know, and that's where I got my idea of giving people at least three dates. She said, you know, she goes, there just wasn't anything glaringly evil about him. She goes, it was just, there was just some things that I typically would have just written them off. She goes, but because I am so busy and I don't do online dating and all this stuff, she goes, it, it just was a little bit more convenient to just say, you know what? He's good enough for right now. Like, it's just fine, right? And then feelings developed, and she got to know him more and, and just got to fall in for him more, and he became more of what she was hoping for and, and whatever. And she said, this is what she was telling me, she said, a lot of her friends will give up way too quick whenever what, what she might have had was a diamond in a rough. You know, but she might have actually... Mm -hmm. Ben was someone that could have been a really great fit had they just given it some time to grow. Honestly, it's a lot like if you planted a seed in the soil and every day you go in there and fucking dig it up to see if it's growing. It's like, it's like let the fucking seed germinate. Like, let it do its thing. Just keep watering it. Mm -hmm. You know, and then obviously after a certain amount of time, like if it's not, well, then whatever. Make whatever decision you want to make. So I'm not here to, to give a, like, a, you got to wait a year. It's got to be X amount of months or that. I don't think it needs to be that. I just think that we were too quick to throw things away. We don't live in an environment. And I found this out when I went to the, the cobbler the other day, the shoe cobbler. I took my shoes in to get resold. And he and I were talking about this very topic that we live in a culture of, ah, these shoes have a little hole in them, throw them away. Mm -hmm. and, and this TV doesn't work anymore, throw it away. This doesn't work. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. We make things so cheap and we don't put we don't put you know, we don't invest in in our stuff. And so, you know, my shoes, they were one hundred and twenty some dollars new to get them resold was 60. So I'm saving money. By getting them resold. You know, um, plus they fit my feet real well because, I've you know, I've worn them for so long. And I think, I don't know, I just think that that happens in relationships. We we go out on one date and go, nope. Or like you said, we look at the screen and go, nope, swipe left, swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. But if you met him in person, maybe there'd be some interest. I mean, what do you think? Oh, I, I mean, I agree 100%, you know. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, you know, and I'm probably about to exclude myself from half the dating pool, but I think soulmates is bullshit. There's 7.5 billion people in the world. If there is a if there is a one out there for me, the odds of statistics say that they live in China. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't believe in soulmates either. That's it's bogus, but it's that yeah, you know, phrase. It, and, you know, I think I think what we're really looking for is compatibility and what we need to realize is compatibility if we find someone we're compatible with 
it's like when I, it's like when I bring a new robot into my shop or a new 3D printer or something like that. It's not going to integrate seamlessly with my process. You know, there's going to have to be some change into the process and some change into the printer. So, you know, what I look for is something that, you know, I think there could be a future with, you know, I mean, I'm not going to order when we're, when we're older, because, you know, you were married for 20 something years. I was married for 10 years, you know, and we got used to that relationship. It was easy and seamless. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but it was predictable and it was our day in and day out, you know, and a lot of people I think are looking for that, but you're not going to just step into that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not going to happen, you know? I mean, that, we make we talk about round pegs and round holes, you know, but I work in manufacturing and I know that every round dimension I put on a drawing has a tolerance. Right. And so that you know, the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter if we're cutting it out with a torch by hand, cutting it on my plasma or sending it off and getting it cut by a laser, you know, there's an outer roundness tall peg in every hole, you know, and we have yes. to accept that you know steve that's that's definitely insightful right there because i i I really do uh see that and agree with that that i I think that we don't you know yes i was married 25 years yes you were married 10 (laughs) you do get comfortable and it took a long time to get to that spot Mm -hmm. uh, of comfortability and so you know thinking you're going to go to coffee or go for nachos one time and and you're going to be there uh, right off the bat is, is, is just naive. I mean, that's just not, you're not going to meet someone, even though I, I am a believer in love at first sight ish, you know, that's, I don't think that's the norm though. I, I think mm-hmm. that it, it takes more time. It takes more effort. It just takes some long suffering and it just takes some hanging out. I think that's a lot of reasons why people will meet at work and mm-hmm. they've worked together for a year and, and so they've just been around each other. They've been able to, to quote unquote, for that entire year, while they weren't dating, they were falling in love or falling in like. And, mm-hmm. and it just it grew and developed because they were spending all that time together. So I so what criteria what what's the criteria for you to, quote unquote, I know you don't do online dating, but what's the criteria for you? to to swipe right like what are you looking for in order for this person to interest you at all oh boy i'll tell you what that's changed a lot the last few years (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know honestly for me the bar's not too low because not, not too high i mean because we never see the real person when we meet them you know Right. I mean, I, I like to know that they're at least independent, you know, that they can operate on their own because I, you know, I'm, I'm firm. Two halves do not make a whole person, you know, but two whole no. people can make a relationship and they can make a, they can make a future, you know, and I've right. done a lot of work into like growing emotionally and, you know, coming to grips with my past and saying, forget it. It's in the past and all that stuff. And I expect that too, you know, I mean, if, if you can't be content in the present, and that's a that's a big thing for me. If you can't live in the present, you're not going to like me very much. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and you know the the other thing is, you know, I mean, God, I hate to say it, but be an adult. <laughs> yeah, pay your bills, have a place to live. You know, I I don't care if you got a car, <laughs> but you know, have a plan to get to work. You know, that yeah, at least be me. not living in your parents' house. Yeah, <laughs> at least, yeah, at least not be living with your parents. <laughs> like that movie, failure, failure to launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, hundred uh, percent. You know, I had a. Oh, you there? You still there? Up, oh, I'm here. Okay, good. Sorry, my I got a phone call came through, and so it it pauses the recording. Anyway, um, I have a friend that went through a really really bad divorce, and it kind of sent him into a, a downhill downhill spiral. And so he uh, had to live with his parents for a short time. And and I remember <laughs> I was 
put some of the the mixer stuff that I do. And and he's you know he's a forty year old man. And I said, hey man, you got to come to the mixer this this you know in a couple of weeks, whatever. This was a couple of years ago. And uh, he goes, ah oh, man, he goes, I'm not ready to date. He goes, I just don't see how at all it's going to be a great opening line to say that I live with my mom and dad. (laughs) He goes, I just don't find that to be an attractive thing. He said, so uh, until I get my own place, I I probably like just don't want to even get to the place where I'm going to have to embarrass myself by, by telling, (laughs) telling them what, that I live at home. And and that was definitely, that was so insightful because I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I once he said, of course, we both laughed until I about died um, because I thought, yeah, you know, that's true. I, I wouldn't <laughs> I, I wouldn't want that either. I, I wouldn't want to be, you know, living at home and, and trying to date. And then if a girl asked me or, you know, it's like, yeah, brother, can we go back to your place? Huh? I, I really don't want to wake my mom and dad up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what, I, what else, what are the things you look for in, in a, in a prospective partner? Oh man. Well, they, they, they gotta be able to carry a conversation. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've spent, a, you know, I've spent a lot of years in the school and I've, I do, I read a lot of books and, you know, if I sit down across from them and, and, you know, we can't talk about anything other than what's on Netflix, it, it's dead right there. You know, I mean, I, I don't yeah. watch enough Netflix to carry that conversation, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, I mean, so that, that's a big thing to me, for me, too, you know, I mean, they, they yeah. gotta, you know, they, they gotta be, you know, at, at least able to carry a conversation. It's amazing how many people nowadays that get their own little niche at work and or something like that, and that's all they know. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I went, I went out with a girl once, and I brought up Homer, and I mean, everybody read Homer in high school, or at least became aware of him. And oh, she had no. Idea. I thought I was stuck in an internet meme, you know, she thought I was talking about the Simpsons and I was like, no, 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 no. The Odyssey, the Odyssey, you know, and I mean, that, that was an exceptional case though. I'll admit that, you know, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I like them sharp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well read, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm curious about this because I, I'll, I'll tell you kind of what my things are too, just for the sake of, of conversation. But, um, do if if you meet someone that's been divorced what's your view on if they've been divorced and they a either blame their ex totally and completely uh that's one thing and then secondly if they've not done any kind of self-reflection of of their part that they may have played in the demise of their marriage what's what's your view and take on that oh it's over right then um yeah dude i'm I'm not going to play the uh, ex-husband's role in getting beat up in a relationship. And if you're not over your divorce, if you haven't looked at it and saw where you play a part, even if it's not the main part, if if you haven't done the introspection and all that stuff, that's what your next relationship's going to be. Just you beating up some person over something your ex did. You yeah. know, I mean, the, the thing is with things like divorce or losing a spouse, that's a life event that's going to change you, you know? Yeah. And so you got two choices. Either you can process the curb and you can try to steer that curve and hopefully launch into a course of action where you come out in a better person. Or you can just go with the slide and hope you don't hit in any ditches, you know, and I don't have a lot of interest in riding along in a slide on a curve. You know, I mean, I, I want somebody who's able to take setbacks in life like that and look at it and go, how can I grow? Right. You know? Because the fact of the matter is, you know, yeah, I got divorced. You know, honestly, I'm not entirely sure what it was over. But I looked at it and I said, where was I lacking? What can I do better? Because I can't change my ex. Right, <laughs> you know? right. And right. it's important to me that anybody I'm going to be with has that same life view, you know. I yeah. mean, I, I look at life from a view of abundance and growth, you know. And that's my fundamental view on the world. And it's important that that aligns with who it going to end up with yeah man that's good i i i have a you know, criteria too i mean you know this is now now i'm going to get very guyish you know very dudeish here um clearly 
and I think this would be a, a females feel this way too. I mean, clearly there has to be the initial attraction. I mean, there has to be, you look at them and for whatever reason they're appealing to you. Now, before anybody gets too mad at me here, the, the reality is people say, do you have a type? Like, I don't have a type. I literally have been attracted to, uh, you know, someone that, you know, works at NASA. I've been attracted to someone that was a barista. I've been attracted mm-hmm. to, you know, someone that's a struggling uh, artist. I've been attracted to, like, I mean, so, and, and all sizes and, and all shapes, you know, mm-hmm. like literally, uh, you know, you, you can't just look at, at all the girls that I've dated and say, oh, he clearly likes this. No, it's all shapes and sizes, all heights and colors and all everything, socioeconomic status, all different. Um, I mean, dated girls without cars, dated girls with cars, <laughs> dated girls with uh, mansions, uh, you know, making half a million dollars a year and then people making 20,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and, but, but I just have to be attracted to them. You know, and it's been unfortunate. It's been sad because I've, I don't know how you have been. There have been girls that I've been attracted to. Okay. There's kind of three things. It's very generalistic. I'm curious what you think. Feel free to disagree with me. There's face, there's body, and then there's personality. Now Mm -hmm. under those, there's a million subcategories, but face, body, and personality. There have been girls that had, you know, a, a good face, an okay body, you know, phenomenal personality. I've seen a great face, or you know, unbelievable face, unbelievable body, shit personality. And mm-hmm. then I've seen them, you know, great, unbelievable personality, shit face, shit body. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, there's all these different. Again, I'm just talking about my personal take everybody's beautiful to somebody and i genuinely actually believe that looks are truly in the eye of the beholder um but it's like i feel like that you got to have two out of the three at least to keep my attention you know it's like i gotta have i don't necessarily you know yes it'd be perfect if you had all three if you had an unbelievable face unbelievable body and an unbelievable personality oh my god like i'm gonna ask you to marry me you know, that that's that's what I'm looking for. Ideally, I guess that'd be my quote unquote unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also a realist. You know, I realize that, hey, can't have everything because I don't have everything. You know, I, I I'm 51 years old. I don't have a 20 year old body anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's like I, I you know, I can't expect something from someone that I personally can't bring <laughs> to the table either. <laughs> And what do you, I mean, what do you think? Do I sound like, does that sound like an asshole or is it, what do you think? Does that sound pretty reasonable or? No, I mean, I'd say attraction's definitely going to be a part of it, you know, and, you know, I have no idea what my type is anymore, but, you know, I agree with you, you know, there's got to be something that draws you to them initially, you know, I, I learned the hard way that, uh, you know, personality's got the veto power, you know, I went out with a woman not long ago and she was a, I mean, a solid nine or 10, but boy, she's the rudest person I ever met. <laughs> yeah. And I was and like, that, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But I did go on a second date with her. <laughs> yeah, just to give her a chance, see? So, um, so what, if, 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 in order of importance, which, what do you, what, what's your, what's that order of importance? Or is it all three equally? Face, body, no. personality. I mean, with me, personality is going to come first. And that's part of the reason that I do in person, you know? Yeah. Because you, yeah. you can't convey your personality online. I mean, I've, I've seen Facebook and I've seen, like, my friends post. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But, you know, I mean, to me, personality is always going to come first just because everything. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and everything gets older, right? The personality is the one thing that can hopefully stick the longest and stay around the longest. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you're kind-hearted, hopefully you can stay kind-hearted your whole life. But you know, uh, you can't have a smoking hot body forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, yeah, you can you can be good for where you're at in life, but yeah, you, you, 
I've not met one woman in her 60s that has the body that she had when she was in her 20s. And if they do, they got way different interests than I do because I'm not going to the gym three, three five times a week. <laughs> right, right. Right, exactly. And that's why I think looks are truly in the eye of the beholder. I think what what you know you might be attracted to and say, you know, what a Brad Pitt would be attracted to or whatever. Yeah, there's going to be some differences there, and that's what makes the world go round. That's what makes everybody a potential possible uh, prospective partner for somebody is, you know, you just never know who's going to be your match and what might be your fit. I'll tell you that I think that what I, you know, for me, what's my top three, I, I almost would have to agree with you and say, I mean, I have to have that initial attraction. Mm-hmm. But I have met girls that I would have swiped left on, which is a no. I would have mm-hmm. swiped left on online. But because I'm sitting at a table with a group of people, this person's funny. She's laughing at my jokes. And I'm like, she can capture me. Yeah. like You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like she can, she can all of a sudden, like I'm thinking, well, damn, like if just face value, you're on a screen on Bumble or Tinder. I would be swiping left on you, but mm-hmm. in person, you're fucking funny, and you know, like they grow on you. Oh yeah. So that's that's why I'm big on the in person too, because I'm like, you know, we might be able to chat online and do just fine, but in person is where I can know for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I sit across the table from someone and I talk to them or, you know, we're doing a charity event and we're packing up food or we're, you know, or, you know, we're walking by each other in the grocery store. And I say, and I say, hi, you know, I mean, you can tell a lot just by their, you know, I, I, I mean, honestly, the problem I had was I would learn more from my first 30 seconds of face-to-face interaction with someone than I would from chatting with them for, you know, a week. You know, I mean, I, I tried online for like three weeks and I met some people and it was fun and all that stuff. But I was just like, man, the online thing really isn't adding a lot of information for me, you know, because I'm seeing the information that they're putting out there, you know, and it's heavily edited. Hell, when I made my profile, it was heavy, heavily edited. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we put our we put our best person out there online. You know, I mean, we don't say stuff like. Yeah, sometimes I get to play with robots in my shop and I stay there for 14 hours and don't check my text yeah. messages, you know? <laughs> it's not something that I put on my profile, you know? Right, that's, uh, yeah, you forget to add that part. <laughs> yeah, gosh, you know, I, 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 as a, you know, date coach and, and all the different things that I do, but as a date coach, you know, I, I just work with a lot of different people and, you know, so many people are just frustrated and, and just poo-poo on everything and they're just hate, hater, you know, hating and, and uh, just bad-mouthing different things. And, and you know, I'm just an eternal optimist. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, that's just the way I lean big time. I just lean towards the glasses half full no matter what. Mm-hmm. Everything's an opportunity. Um, you know, even something bad is just giving me another opportunity and a, and a perspective. And that's just my perspective on life, which has really helped me in in the dating world, because um, if it doesn't work out, hey, at least I met someone cool or at least I met someone that that wasn't cool and taught me how important it is to be cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like. Well, I know what I don't want in a woman now, <laughs> for sure. You know, <laughs> I've had some of those um, days. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, wow, now I know why I don't want. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've had this happen. I went out with a girl. This was a year ago. She was on her damn phone so much, and and I have to admit, I'm I'm on my phone a lot, but not when I'm with people. Mm-hmm. When, when, when I'm with a person, there's times I'll even get out of my car to go in to meet someone for a drink or whatever. I leave my phone in my car. Oh, yeah. I don't even bring it. I don't even bring it in with me because I just don't, I don't. Yeah. I just don't want to, to do that. But man, I've, I've had some women that just can't, can't not look at their phone. 
Oh, yeah, you got to mute that thing and leave it in your jacket, leave it in the car. But, you know, I mean, you know, hell, I had a date last week. I missed 22 text messages in the time I was in the date. You know, I mean, I got projects going all over the place. There's always, but, you know, when I'm meeting someone, I got to be focused on that. You know, leave the phone alone. You know, everybody in their phone anymore. It seems like now we carry these devices that connect us to the rest of the world. We feel like we're obligated to be on call 24 7, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And I think people like, you know, people like you, uh, at least you strike me like this. I, you, you strike me as you use your phone for work and communicating with your, your staff or your team and, you know, your employees, whatever you call them. And then, you know, it, it's, it, you know, you have four kids. So, uh, you know, and all the other stuff that you have going on, I don't think that you're just necessarily wanting to see who's been posting on Facebook. <laughs> oh, but I catch um, myself doing that. I turned off cellular data on Facebook for a week. And I, I was kind of disappointed in myself how often I pulled it up and uh, saw, you know, data's turned off. And I was like, damn it, I did it again. <laughs> Ah, see, that's good, man. I, I do too. Like I, I'm pretty much just a poster. I just post on Facebook. I don't read what other people are doing. I just post mm-hmm. and, but I'm like you, like you just admitted to, I'm the same way. There are times that I think I'm doing good and I literally go on there to post and get sidetracked. And, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, shit, I just saw a bunch of crap and watched some videos. And I am, you know, it made me laugh or it made me pissed off or what. But hell, I, like, it's like throw my phone away. I need to get to work. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't until I turned Facebook data off. I realized how often I did that, you know. Oh, wow. Because every time a notification would pop up saying that is turned off. And I was like. Man, I never realized, like, you know, driving home, I'd pull it out of a stoplight and pop on real quick and see if I had notifications or something. Then I was kind of made me rethink my approach to it. I was like, this isn't healthy. <laughs> yeah, man. Have you seen the movie The Social Dilemma? Oh, it's a great movie. Everybody should see that. Okay, so I haven't watched it, but I've heard a lot about it, and it's on my agenda tonight. I'm mm-hmm. watching it tonight. But I've heard several podcasts about it, so I think I've got the gist of it, but I'm still going to watch it. Um, and that concerns me. It concerns me that, that, you know, we're being manipulated. Oh, you know, we're being now, now, now I'm shifting out of dating and going back to, you know, of course the political and all that stuff, but I think we're being played, man. Oh, you should listen to the earnings calls for Facebook, you know, and once you learn to translate user engagement to hours of your day that they are getting for free. I mean, once you translate those terms, I mean, it's amazing the amount of time that the average American is wasting on social media nowadays. You know, yeah. I mean, you listen to their you you listen to their uh, earnings calls and you hear about average online time per user and stuff like that. And, you know, you just listen to it. and It's just numbers. But once you stop and think about it, you think every single person over however many hundreds of millions of users in the u.s times 24 hours and you realize damn we got a problem you know yeah yeah gosh you know uh, uh, the the challenge that i face is one i recognize that and i recognize that i can't hardly sit for more than an hour without checking mm-hmm. and and so I'm like, okay, there's a, there's definitely a problem here, um, and and realizing that I use it, at least I say this to myself to justify, I I use it for business, mm-hmm. and which is true ish, but I've literally w- looked how many weddings have I actually booked from Facebook. And it's not many. <laughs> now, it's part of it. It's kind of like that, you know, when they talk about billboard advertisement or, you know, is someone literally seeing the billboard and then calling the number? Or is it the billboard, then it was the radio commercial, then it was the flyer, and then it was the t shirt, and then it was the, you know, park bench with the banner on it? Like, 
it's the synergy of all those things. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and so, you know, it, Facebook is just one of the ways that people get to see me and see my work or see my, you know, whatever and think, oh, we ought to call this guy for our wedding. <laughs> um, but man, I, I'm wondering if it's worth it if it's worth the, the soul that it's sucking from me, you know, I've, I've wondered, is, is it worth it? Is, you know, am I getting enough business to really justify the amount of time and the wasted energy that I spend via social media? And I'm, I'm a little uncertain. I think for, for my photograph, my photography business, I think it makes a little bit more sense, but not really sure about my other businesses. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm lucky. We have a social media manager. <laughs> so I know all the time on Facebook, I spend, I'm wasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So what would be, what would be some of your words of wisdom to, to the singles that are listening to this? Maybe they're frustrated. You know, maybe they're like, man, I've been divorced and I'm out there and it's just, you know, because people talk about getting ghosted or the guy just, you know, as soon as he had sex with me, I never uh, heard from him or that's all he's trying to get or that's all she, you know, all she wanted was my money. And I took her out and spent 200 bucks on a dinner and did this. And then I never heard from her again. Like, what would you say to all that? Man, my, my big advice is like, shut up. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a dick thing to say, but the truth of the matter is. The person you're meeting tonight or tomorrow night or next week or next month is not the person you met last week. You know, yeah. and that's the first thing you have to realize. Everybody gets a blank slate. You know, I mean, yeah. every single person out there has their own story. They have their own history. They've been through their own life. They deserve their own chance. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's a, good. Steve. That's a big thing. You know, I mean, if somebody just wrote me off because the last guy that they met was a dick, I don't want to be with him anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? But then, you know, the, you know, the other thing is like, learn to live in the present, you know, because if, if you just say, oh, I got ghosted. So I have this opinion about dating. I have this opinion about women. I have this opinion about, you know, then that's going to be the story going on for forever. You know, right. I, I live in the present. I've been ghosted. I've been stood up, you know, and I've, you know, I've I almost accidentally stood up a date last week. I was uh, getting, I was waiting outside the restaurant and my phone rang. It was a project manager. Then with a welder in California that beeped in with an inspector. And I was like seven minutes late. And, you know, the thing is, I give people grace you know i mean if they ghost you or if they disappear it's not necessarily anything to do with their personality or with you maybe they realized i'm not ready to date and they didn't know how to say that you know right right brings me to my other advice use your big person words you know (laughs) (laughs) sorry i've been teaching kindergarten from my office so i'm very I've, i've gotten very good explaining stuff simply you know you know i went out with a date on a date it was on accident but it's a long story so we won't go into it i went out on a date with a girl right after my wife left i didn't realize i was asking her out for a date It was one of those kind of like babe in toy land discovering the big wide world things but anyway like the second or third date she said something about wanting to have her own kids and i was like listen i got four kids i'm not forming an army you know (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, well, what if you meet the right person? And I was like, there is no right person. I'm done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And- <laughs> I don't care. Uh, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> the thing is, that kill romantic relationship right there. Yeah. But they're still a very good friend. You know, I mean, I've, I've told you and I'll tell everybody on your podcast, I just lost like 50 something pounds in the last four months. And that's because, you know, I had that friendship and she was she was willing to help me help me, you know, stay motivated and stay on track for that. You know, and now right. you know, I'm under my high school graduation weight, you know, and I'm loving it, you know. And, you know, the thing is, you know, when, when you meet people, you got to remember you're meeting people. Right. Right. You know, 
if I don't want a second date with you, that doesn't mean we can't be friends. That doesn't mean you're not still a people, you know? Yeah, right. You know, and so, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, you need to look at these people you're meeting and you need to see them as people outside of just the relate, outside of just the aspect of what can they be to me? You know, because how many people do we know that made friends that later realize that, you know, they were a good match, you know, so maybe that happens. Maybe you meet someone on a date and maybe it doesn't click for your romantic relationship. They don't check your boxes or just the overall feeling is no, not right now. That doesn't mean two years from now, that's not going to be changing, you know? Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen in life, we get to like people more the more we get to know them, you know? Absolutely. It's the more time you spend with them, the more you kind of give them a chance. Um, yeah, back to what we had said in the beginning, it's 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 really getting a chance. Just to drop your expectations all the way to the floor and just say, you know, if nothing else, I'm going to have some good nachos, a good beer, coffee, whatever, good tea, whatever you're into mm-hmm. and have a good conversation. And mm-hmm. if it's not those things, fine. <laughs> Next. I mean, it's like, just a lot of people in the world. A lot of people in the world, man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people. And you know what? They, every single one of them has a lifetime of trials and tribulations and an incredible story. And if all it takes from me is a couple of drinks and a plate of nachos to get that, I'm happy to go on a date with anyone. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm yet to meet somebody who hasn't lived a full life, you know, because we, we don't really have a choice. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There, there's I, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody that I didn't learn at least something from them. Mm hmm. You know, and, and maybe it was what not to do. Who knows? But yeah. but for the most part, I have met uh, or everyone that I've met, I've I've gleaned something, learned something, walked away better as a result of it. And again, that's even if it's like, here's what I don't want, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's all in how you look at it. It's all in your perspective. It's all in your attitude. And the one thing that I've often, you know, to guys that maybe they're listening to this for the first time, especially guys, just because I'm old school, you know, so when I go on a date, I typically like to be the one, you know, I'll pay or whatever, but it's like, Hey, listen, if you don't have endless pockets or deep pockets, whatever that phrase is, then definitely just do coffee. Yeah. Just, just do coffee. And, and you know, if it's that big of a deal, get there early enough that you get your own coffee and just sit down and wait. And they'll get in line and get their own coffee. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't think a girl. I mean, and and I would say to the girls, like, you know, don't don't expect guys to just pay every time. If it's a first time meeting you, yes, a lot of us guys, we you know, we feel the responsibility and feel that it's our duty to to do it. But if I didn't feel that way, that doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. It just means, hey, I don't know you. You don't know me. That's what we're meeting here for. You can get your $3 coffee and sit down and we can talk. And if we end up getting along and I ask you out again, well, yeah, I'm for sure going to be picking up the tab on that one. Mm-hmm. See, I've always just default treated, but you know, I'm I'm a lucky guy. I have a very good skill set. I make good money. I got I got no problem buying someone a plate of nachos. You know, honestly, I also I hate coffee dates. I always end up with an empty cup of coffee. Going, what the fuck do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) I drink a lot of coffee. I drink it fast. (laughs) Yes, you do. You drink it black too, man. Oh, that's right. (laughs) You drink it black. Yeah, I like the cream and sugar in there to make that stuff sweet. I don't think we even have cream and sugar at the shop. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why when you offered me that time when I came and visited you, you are like, you want some coffee? I was like, no, you don't have any cream and sugar, so I'm going to say no. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'll just be choking that shit down, trying to act like I'm cool and enjoying it while I'm dying. <laughs> coffee and... <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, man, Steve, any any uh, parting words of wisdom to to uh, to shed on on dating to those that might be listening to this? You know, the same advice for everything. Get out there. Be yourself. Have fun. You know, yeah. I mean, if it's not fun, don't do it. You know, and, yeah. I mean, 
with when I first started dating, you know, it was fun and then it wasn't fun. And so I just didn't do it for a year. You know, that's a, yeah. I, I said, you know what? I'm not having fun with this. It's becoming like a full time job. And that's not why, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I took some time off, you know, and that's that's when I met you. You know, I, I mean, I believe the first time I met you, I was like, yeah, I think we're going to start dating again. But I'm kind of, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going about it and having fun with it and being open to it growing into something more, you know. And that's the other thing. If you're not open to it growing into something more, tell them that. <laughs> oh Oh, man yeah honesty (laughs) honesty yeah oh my gosh that's probably one of the biggest things that i've learned in this journey is and and this sounds so trite and like timmy you should learn that a long time ago which is probably true but honesty truly is the best policy oh yeah absolutely man i'm you know, when I when I was very first separated, I mean, it was like a comedy of errors. You know, my sisters were telling me, man, you should start a blog or something, you know. And I'd end up on dates on accident. And I mean, all kinds of ridiculous shit, you know. But, uh, you know, the thing is, I was always honest. Right. You know, I, I, I always told people, I was like, listen, right now, I think I'm a hot mess, but I don't even know enough to know that. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There, I still remember there was this one girl. She was amazing, you know, just seemed amazing. But after we'd been hanging out like a month, I was like, "Man, I'm not even divorced yet. I've been separated two months. Her wanting to hang out with me might be a red flag." <laughs> <laughs> You're questioning her her uh, ability to to recognize. <laughs> and you know what i called that one right yeah. <laughs> but you know i mean the thing is be willing to you, say it so yeah i'm I, my phone keeps ringing my kids keep calling me i need to probably bounce to see what the heck's going on they call me this much um, well, hopefully everything's okay. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. It's probably like, hey, Dad, I you know I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but man, seriously, thank you for the conversation. Um, you know, thanks for uh, you know being vulnerable and, and talking about such a you know a, a vulnerable thing of you know dating and and being open about your experiences and and uh, giving some good advice, man. I really appreciate it. No, it was fun. It was fun. Cool. Well, man, we'll. We'll definitely do it again, and I will talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, Steve. Yep. All right. Bye-bye.